This podcast is brought to you by Bonus Room Productions, and we own this town. I am Jason T. Mears Esquire. And I'm Kelly Hoyle Bullock. And we are San Dimas Today. How's it going, Kelly? JT. It's good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you. How's summer treating you, man? Oh, man, not bad. Just got back from New York City. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed it. That's that's amazing. I'm jealous. I just got back from, you know, my job. So Yeah, yeah just, great. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. I got like- Just, just lawyer in, daddy in. You know. That's what you do. Um, an empty shell of a man. <laughs> <laughs> All that love in your life. Yeah. You're still yeah. so lonely. So lonely. So lonely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we haven't sat down at the table in a while. Some of our listeners might have noticed we- skipped a week you know things have been busy mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. we've had a lot going on lots coming you know, and going gotta earn a living you know ups and downs strikes and gutters kelly's gotta pay the rent yeah yeah are you paying the rent i am mission I am. accomplished yes thank you mission accomplished i paid the rent yes another month of comfort yeah so um lots been going on in the world of bill and ted uh there's been some really really cool and interesting uh Photos released from the set. Yeah. Uh, like to talk about those with you. Uh, there's been some casting news that a little bit might be suspect. Some of it might not be. We'll see. But I think there's right. some validity to it. I mean, we've already determined that we've been tricked before. Yeah, we right? have. We have. The uh, the Kid Cudi, Jimi Hendrix hoax, apparently. Yeah, right. Well, it, you know, it <laughs> could still be. But, maybe. Maybe. But we don't, we don't know for sure. There could, I think that's the maybe the best part is that we don't know. And, and we okay. won't know we until won't. August 21st, right. 2020. Right. Which is so close. So close. We're, we're literally like just over a year out from seeing this thing. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully nobody lets me down in post-production on this movie. Right. You know? Right. We're watching you. <laughs> we're watching all of y'all. Um, also today, we're going to talk about some Bill and Ted fan fiction. Yeah. Which uh, we did a very, very, <laughs> very deep dive into Bill and Ted fan fiction and going to, we, we, made, we made it back. We're going to share the results. Some things can't be unread, you know? That, that's true. Um, the internet is a deep, dark place. <laughs> but, you know, it also brings a lot of joy to a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, it's true. So, it's true. And there's a lot of this stuff. There's a lot of different kinds of joy. There are. There are. <laughs> and evidently, you can find it all on the internet. So, um, First thing I want to talk about, uh, we'll try and post some pictures to our Facebook page and Instagram later, the totally bodacious new logo for Wild Stallions. Yeah. I mean, it looks great. It looks great. The uh, That photo of, um, was it uh, Keanu and one of the, was it one of the actresses that, that, that plays their daughters? I, I can't, I couldn't quite tell. Yeah, they're, 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 there are a couple photos of it out yeah, there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, it, it's two stallions facing the opposite way, and it's got wild stallions underneath mm-hmm. it, and it just, it looks incredible. It looks, looks great on a van. It really does. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look great as a back tattoo. I'm telling you, when that happens for me. And I'd like to think the idea, like the van that they're going to have, which is, I'm assuming, whatever version of their band van. Right. Um, a callback to what was going to be the time machine. Right? Yeah, Originally, yeah. Well, right? they also had the Wild Stallions van in Bogus Journey, Oh, too. you're right. You're, but, yeah, true. But, uh, you know, and it's, it's still the perfect gigging van for mm-hmm. the Wild Stallions that we know and love. I'm know? glad they were able to start using the van again after being kidnapped and murdered. Yes. I think you know? They got over it with the greatest of ease, you know? <laughs> so that that's really cool. Um, another really cool photo that was shown from the set it looks like it might be another time machine. Yeah, right. It's it's this one looks super tricked out. It's like a a, a giant egg. 
Yeah. And it's got glowing purple lights on the interior. And it, it, it look, it, I mean, to me, it almost looks like something that can fly in outer space. For sure. For sure. Right? We, we're not going to know what, what it's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the pictures that I saw showed some folks from uh, Colonial America, what appeared to be Colonial America. And we know George mm-hmm. Washington is going to be featured in this. Yep. Um, and the daughters... And they were standing in front of this this thing. So maybe we're going to have a section of the movie where the girls are traveling around independent of their dads. Yeah, yeah. And that that could be really neat. That could be really cool. I'm open to it. I am open to it as well. <laughs> I've, uh, I've not seen anything that I don't like yet. Um, other casting news from the interwebs. Um, it has been reported that actor Dasmond Still is actually going to be playing Jimi Hendrix. Okay. And Jeremiah Kraft is going to be playing Louis Armstrong. Now, interestingly enough, these two guys, they don't have a lot of acting credits between them. Right. But they've both been featured in that show, Bull. Okay. Yeah. And uh, My mom loves that show. And uh, then there was, let me see if I can pull up real quick what the other thing was that they shared. You know what? The the last OG, it appears they were both on, which that was a Tracy Morgan thing I think YouTube TV did. Okay. I'm not sure if it originated with YouTube TV, but the only place I've ever seen it has been there. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah Kraft was also in Luke Cage. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, he's got a little bit more. He's got a little bit more. And then what else uh, did we see that had been released? Daniel Dorr as Mozart and Sharon Gee as Chinese music pioneer Ling Lun. All right. Yeah. So um, we also know that Sacagawea is going to be involved. Gandhi's mm-hmm. going to be mm-hmm. there. Um, uh, Mrs. Gandhi is going to be involved. Mrs. Gandhi. Yeah. They, 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 uh, the missus. Yeah. The little missus. Um, so a lot of these, the, the interesting thing is these casting calls aren't actually casting for actors. They're casting for lookalikes. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if we're going to have another situation like in heaven where you just got a lot of people in the background, yeah, a lot, a lot of famous historical folks yeah, in yeah. the background milling around. So maybe they go back to heaven. Maybe there's some sort of convention in the future where all these yeah. historical people are together or, who knows? But yeah, that's it, part of it. People time traveling around, bringing everybody together yeah. in one place for some event. Right, right, right. Uh, of course, we've talked about George Washington, Babe Ruth. Uh, jo- it's going to be Amelia Earhart. That's the other one. It's going to be Wayne Stock, right? Wayne Stock 2020. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Don't eat the the brown licorice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all really cool. I'm 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 really excited about all of that news. I've been uh, checking IMDb, looking around to see if anything else has come out. There hasn't been a lot of. Um, a lot of additional information, though, mm-hmm. which is okay. You know, I don't want to... If you're listening to this podcast, obviously you know that Kelly and I are huge fans. We're really excited about this. I want to know as much as possible about this movie, but I also want to be surprised, too. So Exactly. I'm of, I'm of two minds on it, but... You know, I think it's... As we move forward, maybe we discover, like, plot or narrative details. We'll... We'll give a little more fair warning for that, I think. But if you're actually listening to San Dimas today, uh, the podcast for Bill and Ted news information, true. Then, I mean, just moving forward, y'all. Spoiler alert: We're going to be discussing everything we find. So um, skip past our intro. I don't know. Yeah. So let's talk about fan fiction. Fan fiction. So uh, you know, there's a lot out there with Bill and Ted. Uh, we did some deep diving, but what Jason has done, because, you know, when it comes to fan fiction, I, I'm, you know, I've been into some Star Wars fan fiction, some stuff here or there, but you really went in to uh, research the origin of fan sure. fiction. Sure, and I also want to throw a, a shout out to one of our um, podcast network podmates, fan fiction. 
That's uh, right. Yeah. Zach Dunsing. Yeah, which you can listen to. It's a great podcast. You're going to learn way more about fan fiction from yeah. those t- two true gentlemen than you will from us. Right. So press pause here. Go listen to every episode of fan fiction and then come back. All right. Thanks. Wait, wait, wait. No. <laughs> So what you do, listen, listen to my, my, my tiny little, you know, Wikipedia version of the history of fan fiction, yeah, yeah, yeah. then go listen to the entirety of their podcast, say, oh man, Jason is a moron, yeah, why did he right. lie to us, yep. and then, you know, judge from there. But, okay, so modern day fan fiction really started in the 1960s with uh, fanzines uh, publishing stories and articles and information about uh, Star Trek. Spockanalia was the first one to actually that anyone has found a reporter on. Spockanalia. Spockanalia was the first one to actually publish any true fan fiction uh, for Star Trek. And then once they did that, the cork kind of came off and all these other fanzines started doing the same thing. And, you know, they'd get traded at conventions or people would, you know, ship them across states for like, you know, cost of postage just to... There was no money in it. It was just a labor of love. Interesting fact, like, I think 70, 75% of these authors of fan fiction back in those days were female. Oh, and, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, That's neat. Yeah, a, a lot of what was going on there, was, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for female, um, well, female writers in general, but uh, especially yeah. female writers of science fiction couldn't have, didn't have any real ways to express themselves or get out there. Bogus. So, yeah. Totally bogus. So they started writing these, and it was widely accepted and became hugely popular. Um, so fast forward to like the seventies and the mm-hmm. West Coast, and you start seeing slash fiction with Spock and Kirk, where these two dudes obviously have strong on-screen chemistry uh, that is translated on the page to something much more romantic. Hmm. and uh, to varying degrees of sensuality, sexuality, <laughs> and adult situations. Um, so <laughs> yes, yes. Uh. So, so then, the, then the internet pops up and you start getting user groups uh, and people start writing more and different and varied fan fiction before the fracturing of the sci-fi it's, community. It, it's Reddit before computers. It really right? is. It really is. So... Um, you get like all this fan fiction for Star Wars. Quantum Leap has some. There's yeah. There's this epic Smurfs fan fiction with it's all about like Brawny Smurf going on this epic quest. It's nutso, man. It okay. is nutso. Um, but but, <laughs> but the the long and the short of it is like now you can find fan fiction on the interwebs regarding. Anything, I would not be surprised if there's Chicago Cubs fan fiction out there. You know, oh, like, there's got to be, right? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's really interesting. So Anthony the, Rizzo and Chris Bryant yes, fall in love. Yes, 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 they do. Yeah, yeah. yes, they do. <laughs> um, Rizzo. Um, so the Bill and Ted fan fiction, I was interested to read because I'd never really checked it out, despite like being a huge fans of these guys. Um, but there is a wealth of it on the internet. Yes, there is, and. Uh, I think back to our interview with Evan Dorkin mm-hmm. and he, the way he had Bill and Ted wrap up for the the third comic series, that they were the essence of love. And I really think that the internet has run with that. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Bill and Ted, in I think every one of these I've read, they, they ultimately like 
Fall in love. Fall in love, yes. Yeah, or admit to their feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them... Because clearly they've always loved each other. Clearly, clearly. Now, there there were some great fan fiction that were like prequels with like five-year-old Bill and Ted and like their first (laughs) meeting. That was was adorable, you know? Muppet babies. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, So tell me about one of the ones that you read. Uh, Well, one of the ones I came across was the... uh, it's more recent uh, Bill and Ted crossover with Chapter Three Parabellum John Wick. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Where they, uh, I think the gist was is that Ted kind of awakens the John Wick within him. Right, they're being chased and attacked, and he just pulls out a gun and like executes everyone seamlessly. And I think Bill's a little bit shocked by this, but then at some point there's discussion if they kill enough people, maybe death will show up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, now John Wick three Parabellum I loved. Yeah, we both saw that together. Yeah, it was great. Uh, unbelievable knife fight scene in that movie that I think is I think should go down and is one of the great scenes of all time. Right? Agreed. Of, of any action movie. Agre- yeah. uh, of any movie, sir. Yeah. Of, of any, any movie. movie. Yeah. Of yeah. any movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you with that one: when the guys were talking, did the author like nail the dialogue? Like, did the when Bill and Ted spoke, did it sound like Bill and Ted or did it read like Bill and Ted? I mean, a little bit. You know, it's not, this is a very short one. It's mm-hmm. just like a, maybe a thousand or twelve hundred words or something. But, uh, like, you have lines here like, uh, wow, dude, all these people are trying to kill me. That's bogus, Ted. No, dude, it's true. Even though everyone on the planet listens to our sweet rock and roll music now, there were like these 50 heavily armed Russian goons with like pistols and machine guns. They were totally trying to kill me. It's okay, you know. Yeah, that's, it's that's, it's not bad. I'd give I'd give that a, a B. I'd give that a B. You know, like yeah, it, you know. I think they're they're trying to. Uh, there was one good line referencing Genghis Khan, like, "Dude, Genghis Khan should be here. He would totally he would be totally jealous to miss miss out on this." You know. <laughs> okay, like, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, one of the ones that I read, and I think you read this one too, right? Uh, Ted gets sent to Oates Military Academy. Yeah, yeah. And Bill needs to go break him out. But I mean, one point that's weird with that one is, is you're essentially altering the ending of the first movie, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Doesn't pass the history report, or I guess you could say they pass it and his dad doesn't give a shit. Right. And sends no, him no, to Oates anyway, yeah, right? That, that's I can't true. quite remember. If, that, that's how know, that one went. Is yeah. that how that one the, went? The dad okay. didn't care. But um, <laughs> it was interesting because one, like Bill's there alone and he's really sad about it. And he's totally missing Ted and spoiler alert at the end, they do fall in love. Um, but then he's like, all right, I need to use the time booth to go to Alaska to rescue Ted. And Rufus shows up and he's like, here's the time booth. You can't use it to rescue Ted because you can only travel in time. You can't travel through space, which is totally not correct. I mean, like you can travel through time and space using, using the phone booth. I mean, that that's established. The other really weird thing is Rufus drops this like weird rule that was nowhere in any of the movies that, you know, if you spend too long outside of your timeline, you'll cease to exist. Oh, that's so back to the future. I don't even, there's no place for that. There's There's no no place for that. So it was weird. (laughs) And then uh, Bill's like, all right, I got to go rescue Ted. Who do I go to? And he's like, all right, I'll get Billy the kid. And he goes and gets Billy the kid. And he's like, should I get Napoleon? He's a military genius. And he's like, no. And then he doesn't get anyone else. And then just he and Billy kind of walk into Oates Military mm-hmm. Academy mm-hmm. and Ted's having you know, a You very... lose points for not bringing in Napoleon or, I mean, at least bring in Socrates. Yeah. He has Billy's best friend. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, they did drop Billy off in ancient Greece so he could hang out with Socrates. Okay. Okay. Um, but he's like, okay, uh, I'm going to do this story. I'm only going to use Billy the Kid. 
I'm not going to use any other historical personages. It, it was just, it was weird. I respect what they were doing. It just didn't seem like, I don't want to harsh these guys or, or, or ladies writing or, or stories too harshly. It's right, just, right. It's, it's interesting and, and different choices. So a lot of these people have done like multiple chapters of the same story or they'll go back into a prequel and then they'll do sequels to that prequel. And each, even though the sequels are technically still prequels to the original movie, they veer further and further off course because they start to develop their own internal canon as opposed to following the directive of the original movie. They, they follow oh, the yeah. rules of, uh, of the you know, pre-canon that they've set up themselves. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just very, very interesting. It's, yeah, and, and exactly, you know, what's neat is that there's this many people out there that are willing to... It's glorious. ...spend time <laughs> to come up with their own, like, Bill and Ted adventures. Yeah. I like that idea, you know? It's just it. crazy how far some of this gets... Like there was, there was one I kind of scanned over uh, where uh, they go to get like Bill's nipples pierced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then they end up like brawling at a gas station. Yep, yep. <laughs> but that one, they're definitely in love. I right. mean, I feel like ninety. What do we say? Ninety-five percent of these, they're they're in love. <laughs> and of that ninety-five, a good eighty percent is explicit with it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Um, weirdest one I read. Weirdest one I read. Do you want to know what the story's about? Because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you sitting down? <laughs> all right. All right. Lay it on me. Bill eats a salad. Okay. Bill eats a salad. Ted comes over. He's already had dinner. Missy, I mean mom, has made dinner for Bill. And it's a salad. And he needs to eat that salad in order to have a healthy meal. But And Ted turns down the salad and watches, Ed eat, er, watches Bill eat the salad. And then it ends with Ted saying, I really like you. I mean, somebody woke up in the middle of the night and was like, you know what the world needs? <laughs> Bill eating a salad. And they did it. They did it. That's pretty great. It is, man. Kudos to them. <laughs> Kudos to them. I feel like we can make an Adult Swim series like animating some of these stories. We absolutely could. We <laughs> or you just start a whole new series called Bill and Ted Get to Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the grim reaper meant when he said get down with your bad selves i think yeah. so <laughs> well that's at least how they took it and yeah <laughs> all right uh so i'm gonna read some titles from other ones and brief descriptions and i, I just want to give like a flavor of what's out there um this one's called following the piper to reason bill and ted <laughs> take the princess babes back to medieval england to visit their grandmother but their royal ugly father dude is not finished with Oh, with them yet. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. I like that idea because, I mean, that's pretty neat because I, you you wonder how that's addressed. Like, that to me is the perfect type of fan fiction. Sure. Uh, taking that storyline because you're, these girls, did they just completely leave their father behind, right? Like You, you have established characters <laughs> visiting an established setting exactly. with an established conflict. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Kudos mm -hmm. for that one. Kudos for that one. Uh, let's see. Unfinished here. business too. Unfinished yeah. business. Yes, absolutely. Yes. You get ready for this one. You are here. The dudes visit hell again. So, mm. yeah. Um, Creative. Yes. Uh, so here's a prequel. Please to meet. Please to make your acquaintance. Not. Um, so not not really a Bill and Ted thing. That's more of a Wayne's World thing, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So this one author has a lot of stuff about Denomalos, which is 
Oh, interesting. I, I love to see the bogus journey. Um, a resplendent meeting. Two little boys begin a most excellent adventure into a friendship that will forever change the course of history. Oh, that sounds sweet. I hope there's not any sex uh, in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But after reading all these, I'm, I hope, but I'm not hopeful, right? Yeah. Right? Um, Did you catch uh, Bill and Ted's motherfucking gay as shit vampire adventure by night? <laughs> you know, I read the title to that one, yeah. and I was and like, you just were like, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. The Can I just read the, the description? So first of all, they have, uh, uh, I'm just a slut for characters being afraid of themselves, to be honest. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be on my tombstone. Yeah, right? It's going to be on my tombstone. That's, um, I can't say I'd want to do this again, man. The, uh, the yeah. On a scale of um, Bill and Ted's most excellent cereal to the Bill and Ted board game, which is a scale from terrible to not very good, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go closer to crappy cereal on this experience. Yeah, yeah. Didn't read too much that you feel like would be commissioned to actually... Uh... <laughs> strangely, I did not. I, strangely, I did not. I, I did not read this and say, wow, why aren't they using this plot? A lot of it's crossover stuff, too. I, I just, like, um, a lot of stuff with Bill and Ted meeting the guys from Supernatural. Yeah. Which there's just a ton of Supernatural I think there was, stuff. like, a Stranger Things crossover okay. I've already seen. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. that's at least time period appropriate, I guess. Yeah, true, you know? true. So. They, they could all just hang out at the Circle K. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go to the mall yeah. together. Yep. Yep. Which... What if, what if Bill and Ted's... <laughs> What if what if the San Dimas Mall is the Stranger Things Mall, right? It could be. I, I've not seen season three of Stranger Things yet, but my understanding is that there's an aerobics class in the mall. It's true. There so, is. So I, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw a wonderful meme on, on the interwebs, and somebody was like, watching Stranger Things season three with my girlfriend. She's like, oh, my God. They never did aerobics in the mall, and they show a shot from Stranger Things three, and then they show uh, Excellent Adventure. It's like, <laughs> get the fuck out, right? Yep. Because there yep. it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Well, JT, I think that's probably all we got on the fan fiction subject. Yeah, I mean, anything more at this point would would yeah be a disservice to our listeners, right? And I, I still think it's going to take some time for us to to uh, get our heads right after this little exploration. <laughs> oh, I mean, exploration is the appropriate word, dude. <laughs> so, somewhere, somewhere, our intro friend uh, who urged us to go down this Reddit and archive rabbit hole is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my God. Oh, uh, well, uh, we've done this thing now and we never have to do it again. So that's good. All right. It's good. And with that, we want to thank Michael Eads and we own this town and for distributing this podcast, producing this podcast, bringing it from here in this room to you out there listening. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Scott Bricklin and Scooby tunes music for providing our most excellent theme song. Walk away. Uh, we want to remind each and every one of you to be excellent to each other. And please, for the love of God, party on, dudes. Burn on, 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 burn on
I'm, I'm a motherfucking Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> In my life. All right. <laughs>